Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to our good friend Tim Lacombe coming up here momentarily. It'll be your Jazz Insider Report presented by Cypress Credit Union. With the lowest fees and quickest keys, Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. We're going to talk to uh, Tim, of course, about the Jazz, but we've got to get um, his uh, NFL picks. We started this with Tim last week, picking against the spread. And uh, really, none of us did all that well, especially considering Eric Weddle went five and one. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, Tim is in the lead at three, two, and one. I'm at two, three, and one. And uh, you and Austin are at one, four, and one. <laughs> Not good. No, it was it was a bit of a rough week. But hey, Eric picked uh, picked the Rams not only to cover but to win. He's the only person I heard that. Now, of course, it probably helped his pick that he's a former Ram, and so picked with his heart a little bit there. But pretty impressive, nonetheless, I would say. Yeah. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Of course, he's my co-host, Chaz, pre-half and post-game shows. He's our good friend, Tim Lacombe. What's up, Tim? What's up, fellas? Tim, uh, what did you think about the big trade yesterday? Harden on the move. Harden on the move and a lot of a lot of shrapnel. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that shrapnel, uh, you know, with Oladipo going where he's going and Levert, See how that kind of reshapes teams, and then obviously how the big experiment works will be. Whew, I'm glad I'm not the in Steve Nash's seat right now. You know, Tim, uh, on a philosophical level, would you rather have a team that plays together that's less talented, or a team that has some rough patches but has a whole lot of talent? I mean, I I'm better with at least from my experience with a team that's all kind of unified together and pulling in the same direction. Um, I think, you know, I, I would imagine that most coaches would probably say that you want to be talented and all that, but at the end of the day, all that stuff, you know, that's the piece of this Nets thing that is there, is there enough like true character, you know, as opposed to just a couple of characters to, you know, win a championship. Cause it takes, man, it takes a lot more than just being talented. There's a lot of other pieces that go to it. But if you don't have the talent, you got no shot, though, right? No, no. But I mean, at this level, obviously at the NBA level, and we see it, Jake, and I see it all the time. Every night, you know, is a battle, and you see scores that come in, and you're like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" And because they're all professionals, and and obviously at the very peak, there's there's a separation. But for the most part, um, a lot of a lot of parity because there's a lot of good players. How hard is that when it comes to a coach's job to get everybody to fall in line? Is that something that coaches are constantly, I guess, uh, massaging? Yeah, and I think everybody does it differently. Um, you know, I think new age, you know, I think the new the new millennial kid, you know, you've probably got to be a little less abrasive as in the past, but I think everybody has their way of doing it. And I honestly believe, like, role definition and – um, you know, so guys aren't always kind of wondering where they stand, you know, to be very 
open and and really communicate. I think that's really important in this day and age. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you've got to have a bunch of guys. I mean, it's, it's like anything. If, if we have a, a bunch of talented guys, you know, to do radio and we don't, uh, you know, we let them kind of make all the decisions and we, um, you know, we leave it up to them and, and the chemistry is not great. I mean, at the end of the day, your product's not going to be what you could, what it could possibly be. And I think that's where teamwork comes in and all that you get, you know, like personalities that can kind of like you and Gordon. I mean, you guys are a perfect example of that. Just like bread and butter. I'll take that as a compliment. Who's the bread? Who's the butter? Uh, I'm going to go with Gordon for bread, you know, just because of age and wisdom. Um, and you're smooth, Jake. You, All right. you're, you're on like a margarine. You go on like margarine. Smooth as margarine. I like that. Wondering, wondering if maybe if you're if it's all there. You're so good. It's, you're wondering if it's all authentic. You know, I can't believe this is really Jake. I wonder if Jake would be if he's so smooth. I wonder if he'd more be like uh, like cream cheese or something. No, but bread and cream cheese don't go. So I don't want to <laughs> that come up with something well. else. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, but leave it to Gordon that. to be focused on cheese. That's not a surprise. No, not at all. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> organic, based, organic cheese, of course. Based based on what you've seen uh, out of the jazz at this point, if you were to pick out one thing, Tim, that they needed to. Do a little better. What what would you pick? You know, I don't have a whole lot of complaints right now. I think I think the pivotal thing will be their um, kind of adoption and willingness to push the ball when they have the opportunity. Um, because I think that's really what se- will separate this team. I think I think they're going to be okay in the half court. But right now, I mean, their numbers in transition are amazing. And I think it's um, this particular team. I think it really works. Um, shooters in every position, guy to anchor the defense. I mean, it's why it's why you've acquired all these guys. And I think that's one way. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not critical. They haven't done it enough, but because I, I think they they've actually really tried to to do it. Um, but to do it really well is it. You know, it takes some consistency, and so that's just something I think the team can kind of grow in that direction. It'll help them. Why do you think Shaq is picking on Rudy? Because <laughs> Shaq picks on everybody. Um, I don't know. I, I've, I've always had a disdain, I guess, for um, the current generation dissing, you know, the former and vice versa. I think that it's, in, in a way, I mean, I think it's kind of petty because – it's it's impossible, you know, unless you're playing some computer game to simulate, you know, what a team today would be like against a team, you know, uh, 20, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, because everything changes so much. So I don't know. I find it funny. I think it's uh, it's maybe part of the reason why, you know, Shaq's, Shaq's on TV and making a lot of money as a commentator because he's got an opinion and he's not afraid to share it. And that's the beautiful thing about opinions is, you can give them and just throw it out there and see what everybody thinks. Sam Donovan Mitchell, obviously a, a really, really fine talent, just a, a star player. What can he do to become more efficient? You know, I think right now that the only thing that's holding him back on an, from an efficiency standpoint is his off the bounce threes. 
I mean, I think really think that's the only shot that because he's making catch and shoot at a real high rate. And when he puts it on the floor, you know, to a pull-up two or to a, the rim, he's obviously pretty unstoppable. Um, I think there's two things that stand out. Number one, I think he's, for whatever reason, he doesn't get a great whistle. And I don't know if it's, uh, you know, it's got to be something I watch more, but he doesn't shoot as many free throws as he should. And I think that that's, uh, that's one area. I mean, you always talk about your ability, you know, points per possession in the free throw line if you shoot you know, like Donovan shoots from the line, a good number. You know, those are points that are just sitting there to be had. Um, I would say that, you know, figuring out a way and kind of working the system to get to get to the line more. And then, you know, just he'll, he'll start making the off-the-bounce three with more regularity. He did at the end of last year. He's just – that's the only shot right now that he's kind of struggling with. Just kind of interject a question about uh, getting to the foul line more. Does that take a toll on your body? Um, well, what it does say is you're, you know, I, I remember, you know, Tyler Hawes shot more free throws. I think he's still shooting free throws somewhere in the corporate <laughs> world. Um, I think he probably is awarded 10 free throws before work every day because he worked that hard. He, it was just every time he turned around, Ty was at the line and, and, you know, Ty did get beat up and he, but I think it takes some mentality. You know, I think it's just something you got to appreciate and love. Um, I think Donovan's built for it. You know, I just, I really do believe too that he has, he, he does not get the level of respect from NBA referees quite yet that I think he will get in his career um, by virtue of his trajectory. And there's oftentimes I say to Jake, that was a foul. You know, they don't call anything. So, but I, I said that a lot in the 20 plus years I coached too. And, <laughs> And they didn't listen either, so it's okay. Speaking of that, I want to switch gears to BYU a little bit. They've uh, got game coming up with uh, with St. Mary's, and one of the the I guess byproducts of playing in the West Coast Conference from uh, from my vantage point, Tim, is that you don't have that many opportunities for big wins. Traditionally, you know, Gonzaga, BYU, and St. Mary's have been the three quality teams in the league, while the rest are are lagging and actually can. Um, drag you down from like you know RPI and the Ken Palm and those sorts of things. So did you uh, when you were coaching BYU was there extra pressure not just because St. Mary's was good but because you didn't really have that many opportunities to get big wins that caught the attention of uh, the selection committee? Yeah, I think you're onto a couple of things. I, I you know I've used this phrase a bunch, but um, you know with Gonzaga in the league you basically have zero mulligans, okay? Because the Data would tell you that they're going to go most seasons without, you know, more than one, maybe one or two losses, period, in the conference. And most of the time, you know, recently, you know, minus a couple times we beat them in St. Mary's, um, you know, they pretty much run the table. So that's the first piece of it that's hard. Second piece is, yes, you're right. I mean, beyond, you know, perhaps in the non-conference, you know, you can try to beef up your schedule. Um, but the games against Gonzaga and St. Mary's are huge. They're really important um, because you obviously know Gonzaga is probably going to get into the tournament, and you know if you're lucky, another team will get in, and so you're fighting that team, you know, every year for that spot. Um, and then I think the, the third piece of it is, and I think this is a often overlooked part of the WCC, is you know contrary to popular opinion. Just because your gym is small doesn't mean you don't have good players. And really, you know, um, just like I talked about in with NBA, you know, the parity 
within college is even more vast because you know uh, you you could go find you know Portland could go find a really good player that you know can get out in a certain night and and we faced that once there. Um, so it makes all those games that yes they pull your RPI down but they've got sharp teeth and so it's almost like you can't you can't win enough and you can't lose at all. So that's kind of the world you live in. And yeah, that does and maybe that explains to you guys why I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> Don't blame you. Uh, Tim, uh, BYU uh, considered itself pretty fortunate when it got uh, a transfer, uh, a big man, Matt Harms. What has been your evaluation, your impression of him as he has uh, played this year? Well, I think he's had a, you know, the one thing that you can't coach is 7-3. Um, and, and he's a very, I would say, you know, for 7-3 guys I've seen, he's, he's, a, he's actually, he's, he moves really well. Um, he's athletic. And, um, and I think, you know, he's a guy in a, for BYU anyway, he, he's a kind of a game changer at the rim. And I think they've won a couple games because of Matt Harms. I think they won in Logan. Um, they beat Utah State, and I thought Harms was huge in that game. And mostly kind of like we see with Rudy, more of a presence, you know, that he, he kind of was for them. I think you're going to start to see more of his value in the league. Um, you know, I, I probably selfishly expected a little more. I thought he'd, he'd be a little more polished offensively because I had not seen a ton of him. But um, I like his energy, and I think he, like I say, I think in the WCC he'll be – it really kind of pay dividends. So I have a football question, and this will uh, take us into our football picks for this week. But Urban Meyer's making some news. Uh, he's going to coach the, the Jacksonville Jags. And I know you didn't coach at the professional level, but as you've evaluated uh, coaching, what's the difference between coaching college kids and coaching pros? You know, it's interesting, and I'll just tell a story because, like I say, I've never coached at the pro level. But I remember um, a story that Coach Majerus told one day in practice. Uh, he pulled the guys in um, and was talking about, <clears throat> you know, the the reason that he, you know, he loves coaching. And he was talking about, you know, I think that particular year it was uh, he was talking to Doliak, and he's like, you know, you may not be able to do all the things and this, but I always know you're going to communicate. And you're going to talk, and and, um, and he um, he was, you know, he he went on on and on and on about this uh, with with Doliak. And at the end of the day, he said, you know, the reason I coach college basketball is because I can do this. I can tell you, you can you'll either go do it, or for the most part, you know, you'll probably transfer. But in the NBA, you know, he said that Carl Malone shoots his free throws and he falls away from the line every single time. And he said, you know, and if I go to try to push him on it and try to hold, have him hold the line, at the end of the day, if Carl goes to management and says, hey, this coach is bugging me, get rid of him, they get rid of me, you know. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of truth to that. I think it's the school, the skill set to teach the game is probably the same. But, man, you better have some people around you at the pro level that really understand um, dynamics of relationships and, you know, the, kind of the authenticity that's required. Because I think that's the key, you know, to have a, an organization where guys trust. And uh, 
So, I mean, that's just a, a quick snippet, but I think that that's the, that's the essence of, of what I would say is the pro game is um, it would be hard. I think you've got to have way more than just a, a basketball knowledge. All right, let's get into the NFL picks. Uh, as we currently stand, Tim is in the lead after week one of the playoffs. At three, <laughs> Tim is currently in the okay. lead. At my, three, my phone cut out. <laughs> three, two, and one is uh, is Tim's record. Um, I am in second place at two, three, and one. And uh, Austin and Gordon are bringing up the rear at one. It four, doesn't matter. Yeah. The records one. don't matter. <laughs> one game last week picked correctly. Ugh. Uh, Thanks, Seahawks. <laughs> boy, was that a terrible loss. Jeez. All right. Uh, Austin, of course, um, selects the lines that we use. And, uh, well, let, let's get into it. Let's see if we can't catch Tim. We're going to do the same order every week. So it'll go Tim, Jake, Gordon, myself. Okay. That's how it's going to go. Tim, you're up first. Green Bay is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Rams. Who are you going with? I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drum all day, and I'll take the Packers. I as well. I am going with the Packers. I don't think the Rams uh, keep this one close. They can't uh, work that magic two two weeks in a row. And isn't it supposed to be like five below, and Goff is going to try and play with a broken thumb? It's like the temperature of Jupiter. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go well. I'm (laughs) I'm going with the Packers. Well, see, Austin, this puts us in a it tough does. spot here because now we got to try and make up the difference. So we either make up the difference or we fall either farther farther behind. Or we collude and have the same picks this week and then just try to get one or the over the other next week. Or you just, hey, just be competitors and pick. I'm not talking to you, Tim. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jeez. I, I don't I have an alliance with you. Three wins, Tim Lacombe. Jeez. Gordon, who are you uh, going with? I want to pick the Packers, but I got to do something different than those guys. I'll go with the Rams and the points. All right, I'll do the smart thing and go with the Packers. Minus oh, you, you, you. Uh, Baltimore at Buffalo. Tim, the Bills are a minus three favorite. I give me the Bills all day long. Oh, a little Homer action, all right? Jake? See, I like the Bills, but the Ravens played really well last week, and I thought the Bills really should have lost to the Colts. The Colts managed that game so badly down the stretch. Oh, man. Uh, Let's go with the Ravens. Okay, plus three for Baltimore. Gordon? Yes, I'll go with the Ravens and the points. I'm doing the same. I like Baltimore in that. So that means Tim's going to win that one for sure. (laughs) Uh, Cleveland at Kansas City, minus 10 for the Chefs. I'll just ask it this way. Is anyone taking Cleveland to cover that? Yeah. Uh, I will will take the Browns plus the 10. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm surprised. The the wheels have wobbled for the Chiefs uh, coming down the stretch. Maybe not like the Steelers, who are completely coming undone, but they haven't been the the offensive team they were earlier in the year. Gordon, I I shouldn't have asked it that way because I was hoping they'd both go with the Chiefs. I know. I got to go with the Browns and the points as well. Well, All of us are going with the Browns? No, now I'm switching. I'm going the Chiefs minus 10. I'm going to get. I'm going to try to get. A win there. We'll see. And finally, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, minus three for the Saints. Timmy? Actually, Tampa it's Bay minus three at New Orleans. No, we're going with Austin yeah, Flynn. I'm, oh, okay. I'm such a homer right now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints. Oh, I'm going with the Saints big. Okay. Then I'll, then I'll go with the Buccaneers. 
Where's we the unchained? That, Tommy. Yeah, where's the unchained melody? I am, uh, while well, I vomit in my mouth, also taking Tampa Bay plus three here. So that's going to be it. Gordon, I, uh, I trust in you for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. This has been a wild ride. I'm usually pretty good at these picks, but I suck now. I, uh, not but, according to the survivor pool standings here. Yeah, it didn't go well either. But what? to be fair, it didn't go well for any of us. I love LA. Yeah. I think regular Sertag should be in the NBA Hall of Fame. I like wearing take. socks with sandals. We know you do. Hey, if, if, you know, the bottom line is there's one person profitable after week one. That's true. That is true. There's one person over 500 uh, yeah. in, in week one. I was impressed, Tim. I mean, he just waltzed right in here and rolled right over us. You know, uh, on a different show, Eric Weta went 5-1. and one. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Well, he's got insider trading knowledge. <laughs> well, We're Andy, trying to pick it with goggles. And he picked with his heart with the Ravens and the, and the Rams. So he got the Rams right. But he was on the Rams last year, so he's, like, picking his buddies. Hey, Austin, I realize you're not a DJ, but if you have that Spies Like Us queued up again. <laughs> we can get that rolling. That was so dang good today in the car. Gordon disliked it. You, can you believe that? Well, no, I didn't. It's not that I disliked it. It's that it, uh, it's I mean, a really there, were, bad song, there were better yeah. selections to choose. And I'm going to come to Gordo's defense and say, at least for this guy, the Beatles changed the game. Yep, yep. Where would you Explain rank? It. Where would you rank Paul on the most talented Beatles list? Where, how would you? Where would you put him there? Uh, <laughs> great fourth. timing. We hit the hook on that right on. Wait, fourth? did you say fourth? <laughs> yeah, I have him third, Tim. I think you're right on. Well, I mean, George uh, did some great stuff with the traveling Wolverines. Who? Exactly. George is one by far. I've got George one, Ringo two, all three. If you're hanging out with the guru in India, maybe. I'm sorry, Gordon. You're outvoted on this one. Oh man, how can you can't separate? But look, hey, look. My point was, my point was to offer support to Gordon and Jake. The Beatles were worse than the Monkees. Yeah, listen to these guys. Uh, Tim, thank you. I will see you tomorrow night, buddy. Okay, sorry to take the show off the cliff. (laughs) <laughs> it was already there. It's all good. Okay. All right, there you go, our friend Tim Lacombe. Uh, game time tomorrow. The Jazz haven't been home in a long time. They're back at Vivint Arena to take on the Hawks. The game will tip off at 7. Pre-game coverage with Tim and myself will begin at 6. We'll get to uh, drop of the day coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. The Jazz found a couple other ways to win games. And like you said, Deej, this is the NBA, so. But just a little uh, hint, he hates to be called Deej, so don't call him that. Deej, what uh... (laughs) a... I got high load right there. No, not at all. I don't know about what you got, but I have nothing but your best interests at heart. So you got hearted by (laughs) me. I got hearted. Expressions (laughs) that have never been used before. I got hearted, said no one ever. I will never call you it again. 
Thank you. There you go. Best (laughs) interest at heart. I've taken care of a problem. Before it festered, I cut it off. Now back to the jazz. I'm a cutter (laughs) offer of problems. It's what I do. (laughs) And and I heart that. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. It's time to talk a little supplemental insurance with our good friend Alex from Family Heritage. What's going on, Alex? How are you? Hey, Jake. How are you doing tonight? Things are going good here. Good, buddy. I, I'm doing terrific. Thank you very much. Good. Let's uh, let's talk about why this is so important for our listeners. Absolutely. So um, for uh, the listeners that have heard me before, I, they've heard me talk a little bit about our accident and injury policy that we offer. Um, so here at Family Heritage, we have the accident and injury policy. We have the cancer policy. We have the heart attack and stroke policy. And then we have the ICU policy if you're in the intensive care. And then we have a maternity policy if you're expecting uh, a baby or you're getting ready to, to start thinking about having another baby and, and want to have uh, some cash put in your pocket there in that situation. Um, today, uh, I want to talk about a different policy than I've talked about in the past. I've really focused on the accident and injury policy so far. But the reason why I started selling these policies is actually the cancer policy. Um, so I have a five-year-old who got diagnosed with leukemia uh, two years ago. And it was uh, obviously it was it was the worst day of our family's life the day that we found out that our daughter had cancer. But also, it was one of the hardest financial days for us. And thank goodness, um, you know, we put ourselves in a financial situation where it didn't completely bankrupt us. But um, for most people, that's not only the worst day of their life because they know that they're going to have to go through all the chemotherapy treatments and those kinds of things, but it's also going to crush them financially. And so in that situation, our cancer policy is spectacular. I, I, uh, when I, when I decided that I wanted to start selling family heritage insurance through my financial practice, um, I looked at their policy and over the two years that my daughter, um, had to go through the, the chemotherapy treatments and those kinds of things, it would have paid our family about $400,000 and it would have been a, a huge blessing for us. And so when I saw that and I found and I found that out and realized what it could have done for our family, I knew I had to start selling this insurance. Um, our cancer policy, along with all the other policies we offer, very inexpensive, normally, you know, 40 to 40 to $60 a month uh, to take care of your family. Um, will pay you cash benefits. So all of our policies do this. It's not just going to pay the doctors and make sure that the doctors stay in business, but these policies put cash directly into your pocket. They direct deposit um, all of their payments directly into your bank account. So you can decide what to do with the money. And if you want to pay the doctors with some of the cash that you get, that's great. But if you just need to pay bills, take care of those kinds of things, then you can pay bills and take care of those things before you worry about making sure the doctor's practice stays in business. And then all of our policies, including our cancer policy, have a return of premium feature. So especially with our cancer policy, if it's something that you've thought about or maybe you're at more high risk or maybe it's just something that you want protection on and you decide that you end up getting a, a cancer policy with us and then you don't ever get cancer, we'll give you back all of your premiums. And so just uh, it's a really good deal for people that 
um, where that's on their mind. That's amazing. What's uh, Alex? What's the best way to get the ball rolling on this for uh, our listeners that'll be interested? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the policy and how it works, you can go to globelifefamilyheritage.com um, or you can give me a call at 385-985-5138. Um, again, 385-985-5138. Uh, we could have a five-minute conversation. I'd love to answer your questions and give you a free quote and see if it's something that makes sense for your family. All right, globelifefamilyheritage.com oh. or call. Yeah, what's up? Oh, sorry. Just really quick as well. For uh, for the, the rest of this month, I wanted people to know. So uh, when we went up to Primary Children's Hospital, an incredible hospital, and they did an incredible do- job taking care of my daughter, um, there was a small... Like it's like a $750 payment that you have to pay to, to get a bed at the cancer ward that they have there. Um, so uh, for anybody that buys a policy this month, uh, 20% of all the commissions that we make from uh, the policy are going to go into a fund that uh, makes it so that uh, we can pay those expenses for people when they their family member gets diagnosed with cancer and they need to pay that $750 to reserve the bed, we'll uh, use this fund to pay that for them. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, globelifefamilyheritage.com, or here's that number again, 385-985-5138. Alex, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jake. Have a great day. Back at you, buddy. All right, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for Sounds Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Gordon, I know you're going to love today's Drop of the Day. I am. Austin has compiled all of the intros to Gordon's list, which we played on, uh, we play on, or we do on Fridays, and we play those intros on Fridays. And uh, we're going to divide it into two because it's rather long. Uh, but uh, we, we thought we this would be perfect for Drop of the Day. Are you excited, Gordon? <laughs> well, I guess I better uh, sit back and listen, and I'll let you know how I react. All right. Let's get to it. Here is uh, a year's worth, well, half a year's worth of Gordon's List intros. Groin. Wow. you got to protect the king's beans. I would take a punch in the beans from Mike Tyson. It's nut-cutting time. I think we have come to nut-cutting time. The groin is pretty important. The thing about uh, groins, a lot of people might be unfamiliar with groins, but, uh, you know, they can be they can be rather, uh, what's the word, finicky. <laughs> I mean, really. Food is fuel. So I'm a like cheese fanatic, but I'm not a connoisseur. I got a thing for chocolate donut. This is junk food. I got the Thanksgiving. I got the classic, and I got the Rickster. And I ordered cherry pie. I've seen parents who, let's just say, they hadn't always pushed away from the buffet table. Why are we so freaked out about nudity? Nudity feels good, I guess. My nudity can't be bought. Uh, I mean, I've seen my fair share of naked men. I don't need to see any more. I'm not going to go play golf with a bunch of 
nudist. I will run around buck naked. I got another naked story that I need to share with you guys. He, uh, he He's a self-styled naked carpenter. It's just a naked man. I would run naked through a cornfield backwards while eating pizza. Again, this is a naked man. Picture <laughs> that, everybody. PK nude. It's not like I go prancing around naked. I will do it naked. The jazz players. You can see this. If you look closely, the jazz players did not look like they felt like that they believed they belonged. Well, I mean, it's, it's like when you, let's say when you're a kid, you're walking, you're, you're running through the woods, because we all did, and you come upon a creek. And you have, it's about 10 feet wide. Is that far? Or if you get a running start, can you leap over it? Or is it a creek too far? It's still on him to, to want to want to need to make jazz fans want him to want to be here. It's like a it's like a can of mixed nuts. You might only get a couple almonds in there, maybe a couple of pecans or pecans, but you be there might just be a sprinkling of a certain kind of nut, but and so it's mixed. But but you know, it's not equal. You see what I'm saying? No, I'm telling you, I can relate to these folks. And they've always, you know, uh, uh, anyway, I don't want to, because uh, whatever I say ends up, you know, being a drop. Yeah, but I'm not saying, I mean, you're not, I mean. Uh, uh, I talked to one athlete once, and he said that it, it, he, two or three years after it happened, he was still feeling. Can I, I, don't, I mean, it's like having a fit. I, I just don't know how to not eat the popcorn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding it. I'm hanging in there, I guess. Uh, I don't know whether it worked. I think you got to see it for a few years before you really draw that conclusion. I would like to. And I, I think I mean, there's a lot of our listeners out there who don't like cheaters either. Well, we'll see if it happens. I, I, I don't. If you're. I, my daughter lives in Minnesota. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Made, made perfect sense. I, I just didn't. I wasn't coming along with your cheaters one because you're pro cheater. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying about cheaters? I have, I have no idea. <laughs> He's saying he, he didn't like cheaters either. But he does like cheaters, though. I'm selective in my cheater endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, that was that's very honest of you, Gordon. Um, yeah, that was good. That was good. You know, some of those drops are... are I would like to. And I, I think I mean, there's a lot of our listeners out there who don't like yelling or not cheaters either. Say what now? I don't think I know anybody that also likes uh, talking about groins as much as you. It like, it seems to come, it seems to come up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but that's spread over, what, a thousand years? Uh, the groins was one week in January, <laughs> and the nakeds was one week in February. <laughs> oh, that's a chilly time of that, year that, to the, about that. That the groin is pretty important drop. That one's old. That, oh, that, I just meant from— Oh, no, no, no yeah. I know what you meant. But that, that groin is pretty important drop. I think I pulled that. So that Did had you? to be like— <laughs> That'd be like 15 years ago. That was like the first groin injury ever. Yeah. But we were trying to figure out whether, you know, you have— I mean, if you pull a groin, is it? Uh, do, do you, I mean, can you do it on the left and the right? So, is there more than one groin? Uh, how does that work? Are, are you looking? Are you talking to me, or are you just trying to say groin as much as you can? <laughs> no, I was asking you are a you question. Trying to, to set a if somebody for... said no, if, on the injury report it says pulled groin. Does it? Can you have two pulled groins? 
Again, are you are you asking me something, or are you just trying to I'm say Roy over and over again? I, I don't question. know. Why you accused me of being a doctor for some reason earlier in the show? I'm not. Let me clear this up. No, no I'm not. Not. I just meant from a from a standpoint of not diagnosing it. I'm just saying. I mean, can can you you know characterize it that way? Yes. <laughs> What's Dr. Horton say? I don't know. Uh, I concur. Nice. That's a that's a catch me if you can uh, reference concurred. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should have concurred. You know, underrated movie that movie. Speaking of movies on tonight, guess what time? Uh, what? 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Yep. Woo. Two. Two. So back at 10. We allow it once. It, it's going to be 10 p.m. Why is it at 10? Oh, uh, the the great Scotsmen of the North are playing. So. Uh, Across the sagebrush. We have Aggie basketball. Isn't it uh, San Diego State tonight? Yep, sports sportscaster of the year, Scotty G on the call right here. On by the, the way, ten is a better time slot than two. I would say. Yeah, it, is. it depends on which two. Well, two a.m., which is what it's Casey not. was complaining about in that. <laughs> you know why that's so funny? It's because he's recording a liner to promote it. If you're running a show at two a.m., are you really running anything to promote it? I, I would get why Casey would be a little bothered by that. Tune in. Saturdays at 2. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. <laughs> this Saturday had, morning had, and every no, Saturday morning He had no two. idea that was coming. He was no. just reading. Uh, hey, our two. show starts at 2. 2. 2. That's oh, a story really? too. Maybe that's Starts at two every day. Maybe it's because we're in radio. Why I find that so hilarious. Uh, yeah, I wonder funny, if, but I, if people don't think that's funny, but I think that is. So Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top Forty has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at two. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's genuinely hurt. I'm Casey Bleep Kasem. Two. <laughs> Two. What could uh, you possibly be playing at other uh, hours of the day that is more important than, than his show, yeah. right? I mean, I, I honestly uh, do enjoy Big Ben Maller's show uh, in the overnights on Fox Sports Radio. But we I don't think, run think, a liner for it. But we don't run a liner <laughs> for it. Yeah, we don't often. Hey, guys, make sure you catch Big Ben Maller every morning at 2. <laughs> two. Two. How many people are awake at 2? I, I, I'm, really, I'm curious to know how many milk delivery, and that's about it. I mean, what what percentage of the population is awake at 2 a.m. of the, the world? Of, of you know, of Utah's probably yeah. 78, 79 <laughs> percent. Oh man! No, think I'm off. Oh, there's a lot of young people. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, might as well throw another tease out there. Movie Zone at 10. 
uh, after the Aggie basketball, so stay tuned for that. Uh, what's what's the poll question this week? I, I'm actually really interested in both of your responses to the poll question this week. Okay. Uh, Rain Wilson of Dwight Schrute frame, uh, Office fame. fame, yeah. And uh, Jack Dylan Grazer of The Good Doctor fame, TV stars in their own right, All right, have a movie coming out together this week. And so the poll question is, who are some actors or actresses that are just as good in TV as they are in movies and vice versa? The first name that comes to mind for me is Raymond Burr. <laughs> what movies was <laughs> he in? He was in a movie called Delirious with John Candy. Okay. He was! All right, Gordon, you don't take my question seriously. <laughs> Let me ever. think about it. Let me think about it. I think there is one right answer here. I really Wasting do. My but time. Let, let's get to, let's get to. Gordon. I'm not a big Rain Wilson fan, by the way. I, you know, what? I mean, no, I'm not. He's been in the office in like one Law and Order uh, episode. What's not to like about Rain Wilson? I don't know. Just different strokes for different folks. Do you not like his character he plays? Or the uh, person, Rain Wilson. He's like the funniest no, no, part no, of that show. No, 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 the person might, no, I, not to me. Does not it hit me. home a little bit? No. Uh, uh, we're no, on to I something. Just don't, yeah. No, I just, yeah. I just don't think, I just don't think No, you're more funny. of a Creed. Who's Creed again? Which one's Creed? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Okay, who's, yeah. what's your answer here, Gordon? And maybe it's, uh, it's, what's his name? Michael Scott. Maybe that, that, that could be an answer, right? Yeah, that, that is, a, that is a good answer, actually. I like Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, who else? Uh, you know, I would say, like, Clint Eastwood used to be on TV shows way back in the day. Didn't, uh, what's her good. name, uh, Garbo, do a little TV? <laughs> no, TV didn't exist, I don't think. Oh, that's right. Well, maybe it did. It did of exist, course it but did. it was in its formidable, I mean, formative years. You didn't like my um, Raymond Burr answer, huh? Uh, okay, so I think it just wasn't a true answer. There, there's the the answer that is probably the right one, and there's my answer. And curiously enough, they were both on Roseanne. John, John Goodman. Goodman. John Goodman would be my answer because uh, I love John Goodman. Laurie Metcalf. But George Clooney has to be the answer, right? He was on Roseanne. Oh, he was yeah. on Roseanne, but he also, of course, started the whole ER phenomenon. And yeah. uh, and also has done what he's done in movies. Was so I got a general I, hospital too. I'm not sure about that one. That that sounds like it could be a thing, but I I did not know that. I think he was. Well, I'll accept John Goodman as your sincere answer. Yes, John Goodman's amazing. He's have you ever seen the movie terrific. Barton Fink? Uh, no, I haven't. But I hear great things about it. It is great, and he's great in it. Our guy uh, Mike Shasta Trailer said John Goodman. Would be his answer. All right, our boy. How, how would you react if I said Will Smith? That's a great answer. That's, That's a fine. terrible answer. Get out of here. <laughs> he was bad on TV it's and so, in the movies. It's so it's like people that say Nickelback sucks. You're just too afraid to admit that you do like something that everyone else thinks sucks. I watched a fair amount of Fresh Prince of <laughs> Bel Air. I'll admit, but I, it was never my favorite show, and I can't think of a Will Smith movie that I actually like. The Pursuit of Happiness. Never seen it. Ali. Uh, never seen it. The Legend of Bagger Vance? Didn't care for it. <laughs> Didn't it? I like that. Huh. All right. Well, Hitch. <laughs> Hitch, yeah. Hitch, nope. You know where Will lost me was uh, at the, the Wild Wild West movie. I mean, that's, uh, that's yeah. really, like his first one ever. That's really where I said, you know what? Independence Day? I'm never watching another one of these again. Uh, well, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't judge him on one 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 bad night. You know? Says Mr. Rain Wilson hater. Yeah, really. 
I don't hate him. I just don't think that's the funniest part of the show. And I do think that show is funny. So I, I think you're onto something a little too close to home. What do you, man, that makes me mad that you say that. Why? <laughs> I don't like you assigning me because I hate that character. Well, the first rule of not wanting a nickname is acting like you're okay with it. And then it will oh, stick. Oh, that's true. Is, but is... if you act like you don't want it, then it becomes... Dwight Monson? How, is, how do you feel about Beats? Do you like Beats? Do you have a weird cousin? Well, we all have weird cousins. I'm probably the, the weird th- cousin. The thing about, the thing about uh, uh, Dwight in that show is he's way too persnickety about every little thing, you know, and he's a... Uh, I, I don't like... Uh, that's not my kind of humor. He probably was on the safety patrol in elementary. Yeah, he probably was. Yeah, he probably was. That part of it would work, but the rest of it doesn't. Well, you're persnickety. I am. I think I'm pretty mellow. Very persnickety. I'm just shocked you don't like Dwight. He's hilarious in that show. I don't like him. He doesn't make me laugh. Everybody, almost everybody else on the show makes me laugh, but uh, on the whole, I mean, every once in a while, but uh, he's not my favorite character. Okay. But he's in a movie, apparently? Yeah, he uh, he's in a movie this week. We'll talk about it uh, in segment one tonight. Coming up, we also have an interview with a locally made movie, and we uh, have a From the Archives surrounding uh, what some people have called the most perfect movie of all time. I, I got a question for you about... Uh, about what we were talking about before. Do you do you like John Krasinski? Yeah. John Krasinski, yeah. Krasinski, yeah, sorry. I have seen him in one thing, and that's The Office. Oh, you haven't seen his uh, Jack Ryan? No, I haven't. Or the, the Quiet Place? He's okay. I mean, Jim and Pam were not my favorite part of that show. But they're oh, really? Funny. I liked it. Yeah, okay. I thought All Dwight right. was more funny than Jim. Oh, I one just, of them I won just, an Emmy. Yeah. Who won the Emmy? I don't know. Rain. Dwight. Good for him. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. <laughs> More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, thank you very much for making us part of your day. Gordon, what uh, what big plans do you have for the evening? I don't have any plans for the evening. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing on tap? What's... I am wide open. I'm going to eat dinner. Lisa cooking and... up something nice? <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on out there, but uh, I will go and investigate. And uh, I'm sure I will thoroughly enjoy whatever is available. And and I will show my gratitude by telling her how wonderful it is. And then I'll do the dishes. When it's not wonderful, do you ever say something? Uh, you mean if it was really hard to eat? No, because I don't lie to my wife. But I will look for every opportunity to say something about something that is good. But I don't. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't favor uh, lying. So no, you don't say anything then? I do, because it's usually really good. No, but when it's not, do you say anything? Uh, I say, uh, I, I might say something along the lines of, uh, you know, uh, maybe next time that could turn out a little, you know. No, uh, no, 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 no. I really hope that's not <laughs> I true. I hope that's not true, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> Probably not. But I, but I might make a suggestion. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Wrong answer. Well, what? Were you guys were you That was lying? great. Thank you so much. Next Even time I'll horrible? cook. Yeah, it's either it's either <laughs> you it's either you compliment it anyway or just don't say anything at all. Uh, no. Or just say thanks for the dinner. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And thank you. I, you don't have to compliment the actual right. dinner. And considering that uh, that I cook some too, I don't want her Yeah. <laughs> giving me feedback either does that make yeah. sense yeah. you know when i when i yeah, inevitably but, but ruin a dinner i don't want her to be like on, no. hey that, this chicken is bone dry i don't want to hear it <laughs> next so time I, it could be a little juicier yeah, i'm, I'm no, but certainly make, not doing it if to you her. make something and you ask her how she liked it do you want her to lie to you yes, yes. <laughs> next question 100 percent no, you don't. Yep. Yeah. You want to know the authentic truth. Come no, on. no. Now you are lying to yourself. No, I'm not. I mean, I, I, it doesn't need to be brutal. It doesn't need to be critical. It can just be, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Here's how, listen. I do probably 85% of the cooking at our house. I, uh-huh. I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, and, and when I am tasting my own cooking, and I know it's not good, I always say to, to Whitney, boy, this, this wasn't my favorite. And I give her an opportunity to then gently say, yeah, mine either. Or, no, it was fine. But I don't expect her every day to fill out a Zagat's <laughs> review for my cooking. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, 99% of the time it's good. So I have an opportunity to say, man, that, that was really good. Well, we have it yeah. confirmed that you cook one thing and one thing only. And that's your once-a-year foray into the bean casserole realm. And if Lisa said, you know what, Gordon, this casserole was garbage, you would not be pleased. Uh, yeah, you would be hurt yeah, and you would true. be angry. It's true, but but maybe I could handle, you know, uh, this year maybe it had a little too much salt in it, you know, or something along those lines. But here's the thing, you know, cooking is hard. It's 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 not it's it's an art. It's a mix of a lot of effort, and yeah, you don't want to you don't want to rain on that. If Lisa, but, yeah. if Lisa told you said, you know what, some traditions aren't worth continuing, <laughs> you, would, you would be so angry and hurt. Glad no, we have a year no, before I, I have to eat that again. No, I'd move, I'd move on. It's the least popular dish every year at Thanksgiving. I I, I admit that um, because everything else is so good. But uh, I I do agree with you guys. I think you, you gotta you gotta walk softly. Yeah, just 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 be grateful. Just be grateful. Yeah, I and agree move with that. Along. And, and it's a lot better than what I fixed, even if it is bad. All right, Aggie basketball coming up next. Stay tuned. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.